Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, this is Man Baggage. I'm Russell Kane. This is the space where we empty the man baggage of its viscous insight into the ear holes of its listeners, which are surprisingly 50-50. Disappointingly, I set up to do a male mental health lads talking about what's wrong with their dicks podcast. And guess who's listening in at the fucking door? Women living with us mental bastards. Living with the mental door slamming, punching a hole through the connecting wall because Arsenal lost. Uncles, brothers, sons, not talking, sitting in the chair in the corner with depression, never discussing till it's too late. Men, turns out it's the women that are interested in what's going on in that JavaScript locked deep inside our hairy ball bags. So here we are today. And what amazing guests I've got today. Now, the, the show works like this. It would be very easy for me to sit around with men dipping our digestives and talking about mental health, alternating between cardigans and shots of Sambuca, depending on how the masculinity was rolling. But I like to have a strong female auditor present as well, one to call bullshit on a stereotype or one to confirm it or one to remind us why some of the things are the way they are because men have had the way they want for so long. Anyway, we fucking smashed it out of the park this week. My male guest is Johnny Cochran. I'm a guest so male, he has cock in his name. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend on every show I ever do. He's one of the first names I throw into the hat. The geezer is seriously intelligent, but lovely as well. Not that intelligent people can't be lovely, but mostly the cleverer you are. It's just... It's just a rule, isn't it? I'm Professor of Biology. Uh, so anyway, I'm t- it's not that's not true. <laughs> many, many lovely, bright people. Uh, I'm joined by Johnny Cochran. He's in the house. I don't even know how to pin you down, Johnny. Comic speaker, media personality, writer, presenter. Yeah, all of that, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep going with them. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to tell my wife so she can pin it down as well. Uh, yeah, no, I do all of that. And... Um, yeah, I, do you know what? I think I've actually fallen into um, the whole being comfortable with being someone who's a bit of a thinker on things, you know, rather than... Oh, that means you're not very nice. Remember what I no, I do, I know, but I, I spurned <laughs> no, my joking. opportunity to be a professor of biology because I don't want to be a cunt in Russell Kane's eyes. But, um, and they would actually say, they would say a vulva if they were the Of course of they would, and, and I'm staying out Sorry, of am I, am, am I making a mons pubis of myself? <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, I say we like to have a strong female president. It's like the understatement of the fucking century. She's got to be the fucking next Labour leader. Please, God, fucking help us. She's got more personality. <laughs> Poor old. If, if could injecting Keir Starmer's toe 
what just just a dash of what Jess Phillips radiates, it would be a start for some of us that would like to see Mr. Tumble unseated. Anyway, I'm joined by Jess Phillips. Jess, how are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, and that was not a bad Birmingham accent. I mean, people are absolutely fucking dreadful at it. So you have it wasn't so bad. Well, there's lots country. of it. You could go, you go right, like right out into the black country. Yeah, you see, that is the a, black country. That's fine. To do a proper Birmingham accent, you have to keep your teeth gritted, <laughs> like you're fucking just so fucked off with how things have turned out. That's not bad. People really <laughs> struggle with it. So you've done a good job there. I'm well there, thank you. Uh, I'm good. Right, well, the way to, to work out how the Birmingham accent evolves, you know what it is, Johnny? So the further north you go in the UK, the accents tend to pitch higher. So Scousers are like up there, even like fucking like 16 stone bouncers fucking at the top of his accent. Are you not kidding say, me? Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah when you I get it and they say, the fucking Jordan's and that, they're right up at the top. They're almost turning into a fucking flute. And uh, the further down the country you go, your neck of the woods, London, deep as fuck. You could naturally have a high voice, but you've been ruined by being in London. Obviously, Essex is flat. Right down into Cornwall, it's virtually just like a monotone. <laughs> Whereas Birmingham... Trapped in the middle, forced to go up and down between high and low for their, enti- <laughs> for their entire existence. <laughs> Am I a northerner or something? I've got a really deep voice there for a woman. Often on the phone, people think I'm called Jeff. <laughs> so, uh, and they call me I feel Sir like that could be your, a lot of the time. That could be your drag king act, Jeff, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Phillips. Jeff Phillips. I get called Sir a lot. So. Wow. I know. that At least some of the Tory politicians would actually respect and listen to you if you went in as Jeff. <laughs> a woman can't possibly... And then you go full Peaky Blinders on them as well. You know, just... Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've definitely got one of those train driver hats. <laughs> anyway, it sort of is relevant. It's a sort of surreal segue into today's topic, which is decisiveness, as I've sort of comically pitched the Brummy accent as being indecisive in its pitch. But uh, decisiveness, my God... I mean, obviously, I shouldn't need to define it, but let's just do it. The ability to make decisions quickly, confidently and effectively, boom, done. But in the last two years, haven't we seen what a life and death trait decisiveness can be from the leader of the society all the way down to uh, just the man on the street deciding, yeah, I fucking won't wear a mask, probably don't need to. Boom. <laughs> Goodbye, Barry. Memorial service. So, it, re- I mean, it's so important to, to be de- decisive. But I do wonder if there's a gender divide here. I mean, if you look across the globe, it would seem to be inverse to the stereotype. What happened during COVID, Jess, was the female leaders, a lot of them seem mm-hmm. to be a bit more decisive, decisive yeah. a bit more quickly. And yet, if I was to do this podcast in the normal way, I think the stereotype would be men. So it's quite a masculine thing to do. I'm even doing a phallic fist as I try to, <laughs> to do it. But yeah, I made a decision. I'm the man. This is what's happening. Whatever you think, Gary. I don't even know if I like steak anymore. We've been together so long. You older for me. Whereas the political stage, fucking just, Jacinda was like, you're, you're staying in your houses. No one's coming out for two years or I'll fucking send Frodo around to fuck you up. <laughs> so are women more decisive than men? And would we be better off with female leaders? I mean, we'd be better off with female leaders. There's absolutely, and, and by we, I mean definitely womankind would be better off with female <laughs> leaders. Um, but yeah, the world would be better off with female leaders. I think I feel I feel I can say that decisively. Um, <laughs> but I I don't think I've ever noticed that our men are in in normal life, not like political life that men and women are, that there is that much difference. I've met really dreadfully indecisive women and dreadfully indecisive uh, men and similarly very, you know, acute people who are brilliant at making decisions in both sides. But um, 
I think that the problem with male leaders being decisive is my problem. So I often think that the men who've led the country since I was elected, they could make decisions with scant regard because they don't face any risk from those decisions. And I think that if there is a gender difference, it's because uh, women see the risks uh, associated with making certain decisions. So the risk of having the referendum, for example, in Scotland and then in uh, Europe about the European Union. David Cameron made those decisions and there was very little risk to him either way of of anything, any decision that he ever made and acted like it's a hard decision that I've got to like, you know, shut all your libraries and take all your money away. Uh, I know it's a hard decision, but I'm here to make the hard decision. Like, well, those decisions didn't affect him in any way. And I see quite a lot of decisiveness playing out in male politicians and male leaders when they, you know, it's going to mean fuck all to them. Yeah, I mean... I mean, from my my perspective as well, one of the factors when you think about women who globally are oppressed, um, an oppressed group, much like you know when we talk when we've previously talked about you know the racial dynamics and how uh, globally black people are oppressed as well, you find to kind of jump off of what Jess was saying that in terms of the responsibility for the decisions you make you find that you are representing your whole community and your whole, you know, social group because people like you don't get given opportunities as willfully as men, but particularly white men. So you can be more decisive knowing that there's not going to be the same blowback and knowing that when you make a decision that might be shit, it's not going to cost all white men opportunities going forward. (laughs) Because, no. you know what? Yeah, Boris has been pretty shit. But you know what? Should we stop giving white men a chance? You know? No, no, no. That never, that never gets raised <laughs> on question time. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I think there is a uh, a luxury that men operate with that yeah. decisions, you know, don't won't necessarily impact them. And being wrong won't impact them greatly. Uh, so that's yeah. why they're a bit more willing to be decisive. That is definitely true, what you just said about you have to represent. Like somebody was saying to me, like, what's your greatest fear? And it's like, you know, waking up to some sort of, like, hideous political scandal. And not that I'd lose my livelihood or that I would... I mean, that is... Obviously, I don't want to do that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, I need to feed my kid. But, um, like, not even, like, letting my family down or feeling shame or embarrassment myself. But like the party gate, if that had been me, I would feel that I had let down all of the people who believed in the causes that I fight for. Like I would have let down all women's rights activists. And and by virtue of me doing something wrong, if I had had those parties, I I would have undone some of the women's movement. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like it was a cracker yeah. with some cheese. Like, um, yeah, I could, you know, by... I don't get to fail up. Men get to fail up. I mean, and I give you a million political examples. Literally pick any man in politics and they yeah. have got to fail up. Matt Hancock. There you go. It's got the word cock in it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, it's the same. It's the same in our world. Is like if it, with, with, And with class as well. I can think of two examples where the comedian comes from like a more sort of Cambridge, Oxbridge background is allowed to make some sort of horrific taste error yeah sort of gets another guy but if it, if your name's that laughs and you dare to do a dodgy joke which obviously come from a place where you're thick because you don't sound posh yeah. therefore 
he shouldn't be allowed another chance. I mean, he has managed to turn it around, but you, I see it with class as well. It's definitely and all a of the, class all, thing. all these things all, all, all interplay. Um, well, what about my first proposition? Obviously, it's slightly tongue in cheek, and I don't want any of you to bite my head off. But in my opinion, it's seen as a masculine trait, though, isn't it? I know how problematic that is. But if I was to ask a hundred randomers on the street before today, would you would you see decisiveness as a masculine trait, feminine trait, or neutral? And I know a mix of both. Most people would instinctively say, "Yeah, it's a masculine trait." Yeah, and the sexist so. perception of of feminine indecisive can be endearing. That's what I find confusing. If we watch, I guarantee I'll stick on the next series of Bridgerton, and I'm and, and uh, it's been produced in a way where the woman who is oh, I'm not sure like sniffing her lilac ha- scented hanky that was supposed to be attractive back then, just like it probably is now. The sort of fe- feminine vulnerable trait of indecision, and men going, "This is where we're going on holiday. We're going Cancun, seven nights." I've decided. Oh, Gary, so sexy when you make a decision. Yeah, but alternatively, the alternative presentation is of a woman who is decisive and is is henpecking. Like, so if you exactly. go, actually, no, Gary, we're not going on your holiday again. We're going to, you know, Malaga instead. And uh, like, you know, the, <laughs> the, the reality is, is that that is presented as a negative when women are decisive. <laughs> the weirdest thing is, I'm literally going to Malaga and Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking chart? I mean, that's why Cancun was in my head. Where the fuck have you pulled Malaga from? <laughs> I don't know where I got um, Malaga from, but I just... Where, where was the last time you were you were super decisive? I know you can come back on that initial point about the stereotype of men being... Because it plays against us as well. I, I can remember, because as a young... I, I come from like an alpha male, shaven-headed, steroid-injecting, metal-welding, weight... My dad was a bouncer, lifeguard, metal welding, asbestos removing, uh, UKIP voting, lump of fucking steak from Essex. And uh, what do you want? We're going fry up. What do you want? Come on, boy. <laughs> come on. Come on. And, and the Amaya. Uh... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Because I didn't have the ability to go sausage, eggs, bacon, bubble, liver, that was seen as I was namby-pamby. I mean, my dad genuinely thought I was gay for a long time. It was perceived as homosexual that I was like oh I'm not sure I'm looking inside myself to see what I feel well, like did they not I serve like, avocado on taste in the greasy species yeah, no, fuck, you fucking joking you wouldn't even get to the end of that sentence John, if you'd be picking up your teeth with your working hand as you were describing your dad I, like, until you said Brexit voting uh, I thought you're basically describing my husband um, although he's got a lot of hair uh, and then I thought but he does he is so decisive about a breakfast order so then, you, I mean, really. But as a little, as a little boy, do you remember that Johnny being sort of like feel like if you were the one that was like, well, like, I need to make up my mind. I'm not sure what career I want to do. You got not that was just not an acceptable answer when you were a little lad. Certainly, what from from my background, you need to make a decision, boy. You need a trade, and girls mm-hmm. were more given permission, whether that's a good thing or not, to feel what they. So wanted. so overall, I definitely think you know in terms of whether it's uh, one of those traits that is somehow imbued into masculinity and and, and somewhat forced onto males. Well, you know, I I do think that's the case. Like, if you think about the idea of what a man's man would be, of course, decisiveness would certainly, you know, be one of those attributes. But I actually think that, you know, whether or not, you know, nature or nurture, I am actually a decisive person. I always have been. You know, my wife... Judging by the ASOS orders that keep going back, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, mate, pick, you know, pick a lane. Come on, you know, I go in. I'm like, I'm that. I go, one. When I have a shopping day, and pretty much the next six months get decided on that day. You know what I mean? And I, I'm getting nervous, buddy, and I'm like, just get it all, get it all. I'm not coming back. So, you know, but the fact is, is I, I do, I do make decisions, and but you know, I also rate highly uh being efficient like i'm I, I, like that's one of the things that i um you know and i kind of it kind of bleeds back into the original point that we made before about the fact that my wife might procrastinate a little bit more on certain things and take her time but it's possibly because of the risk of getting something wrong that she worries about whereas i don't really care about you know getting i'm just more i'm more I, I, it's not that I'm impulsive because I don't think about things. I do think about them, but I don't let myself just constantly go around in circles. I think about it, make a decision, and then go. But, you know, overall, you you know, I wouldn't say that this, as Jess has stated, you know, there's loads of women that have that trait as well. So it's not yeah, a firmly a male-female thing, no, but it's no. certainly more we, skewed we ha- towards men. We have to talk in generalities or there is no... There's no we can never have a discussion if we're worried yeah, about sure. being can- cancelled by someone called Xavier on Twitter who's 17 and got <laughs> kale up their anus. <laughs> That's my son you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, let's, let, let's do a couple of testers then, small and big. So so just sat, sat down with the menu, Jess. I'm a big... like I, My impatience, I go boom, particularly if it's a small menu. There I am, start a main. Great, back to our stimulating conversation about the economy or whatever you and I would be talking about and then the waiter comes over I oh, know so many people in my life can I just have a few more minutes please have you made are you ready to order and I've said yes no it's like what have you it's like it's a choice of four roasts the Sunday if it's a Sunday roast and you can't make up your mind within 10 minutes you don't ever deserve to generate an income in any business <laughs> or anything <laughs> yeah no I would be the same I don't need to it takes me one second to look at a menu and decide my, my, my husband similarly although he um he hates too much choice. 
Yeah, he well, I do. I think it's a bad menu. It's a bad He's menu. like that. I just want. Yeah, that's a bad menu. Hates but that's that. in anything. In a briefing, in anything, a brief should be tight. Uh, choices should be tight. Narrow things down and, and creativity flourishes. What about big decisions? What are you like with deciding to have a baby, move in a house, things like that? Uh, well, the Make second like the, the, every single time that I've seen a pregnancy test go positive, I've known, known exactly within a second the decision I was going to make one way or the other, and I've made the decision both ways. Um, and I, but I did definitely feel because of, and almost certainly because of my gender and my position in society at the time that I had to pretend to be making, it was a difficult decision. I had to go through the motions of, so when I was pregnant with my first baby, I was 22 uh, and I'd only been going out with my now husband for about three or four weeks. Um, but the second, yeah, the second, he didn't make the decision did you, quite. Did so you actually, leave, did you actually leave the house? <laughs> um, the the second, okay, he's having these greasy spoon dinners, and back back home, I've got some energy now. Didn't even get through, not even one lunar cycle. And he had a bloody Other broken enough. leg as well, so he didn't even do any of the bloody did work. He had like a full cast off. Um, I bet he did. By the time you finish with him, I'll be fucking, I'll be pregnant by week five, you bastard. <laughs> So I knew straight away that I, uh, like exa- the exact decision I was going to, I knew I was going to have Harry and Kit, well, I didn't know he was Harry then. He was just a line on a clear blue one step. Um, but um, within seconds, like I'm very, but I am very impulsive, but I did this thing of pretending that it was a major decision um, because obviously I recognise that it is a big decision, but like I, like I, I, I had all these in-depth conversations with a million different people including my now husband um as if I was pretending to make a decision but I was going with my gut from the beginning and similarly I found myself pregnant and not wanted to go through with it and known within seconds I've been to my husband and been like well I'm pregnant and he's like okay well we're having a baby like in a sort of desperate fight through the tears uh and uh, <laughs> and I'm being like no we're not having a baby um and i but i've known within seconds but I, I yeah big decisions when i they asked me to run for parliament i literally a man rang me and said well the seat is coming up in birmingham yardley would you consider standing for it and i shouted down to my husband oh they're asking if i want to run to be an mp and he was like well seems like a good idea and i was like yeah go on then would you go for the top job i'm not saying like Keir's obviously <laughs> yeah i mean I, I mean if yeah. Keir moves into like fashion no is the something. answer because i did do i did like stand against Keir starmer um last time uh and but you know i hadn't done any of the organizing that clearly had been planned yeah, but your profile is different level now your, your profile of course of course would i do it again i'm not sure because the process hems you in to not be impulsive, and I'm an impulsive person. You'd have to fucking fight Raider for the top job. It's like you and Raina, <laughs> like celebrity boxing match for the top job. People often mistake. I'll us take your head off, your fucking scum. Scum get your fucking head punched <laughs> off. She'd beat me every time. <laughs> she put glass in the boxing glove. <laughs> Johnny, what are you like? So when, when I bought the gaff up, no, I moved up north because baby was born, and me and Lindsay just weren't coping. We needed more family around us. So we traded my sort of health being on the road and on trains for living a bit nearer to up north is just better. You know, you chuck a baby up in here, you get childcare. So I said to Lindsay, right, we're going to look for houses for one day. I've got seven booked in. We have to choose one of those houses at the end of the day, even if that's still unsuitable. And that's what we did. Seven viewings, picked a house, done. 
And when it needs doing, I do it. What are you like with the, the super big one? I mean, the house is massive. It's 25 years commitment normally. Um, so before I even answer that, I do just want to come back to your point about your judgments on people picking a roast and the fact that if they can't pick an option <laughs> from a roast, they can't run a major visit. Like, are you auditioning to replace Alan Sugar in The Apprentice and that's one of the rounds that you're going to do? Pick your roast or you're not going to make it. He would do that. <laughs> The menu would go past his face like that. (laughs) That is how long. Um, He would probably take advice from a lady, Brady. I'd go for lamb, Alan. That's what I'll have then. Um, Yeah, so in terms of decisions, look, I'm, I'm, even with big ones, I'm um, very decisive on it. You know, in terms of when we got our house, I didn't, basically, as long as I feel like I've got all the information to hand because that's the only thing that would kind of hold me back i don't like rushing in when i don't know what i'm talking about but if i do and i have if you've given me a few options then i will don't join the tories then because they love that (laughs) there's not a chance of that in in your life to be fair not in my life um but anyway uh yeah in general um if if i feel like i've kind of researched the the quandary in front of me i am going to make a decision because i just all i also Again, this is, I don't, to go back over that point, I value efficiency quite high, which is kind of linked to what we're talking about, about uh, decisiveness. And I also think, you know, that prospective male persona, um, it's about being efficient in everything you do as well, you know, harking back to some other ideal of masculinity. And I do uh, buy into that on that front in the sense that the more you procrastinate over things, the more chance you've got of making the wrong decision after a while. Ultimately, Go with your gut as long as you've got the, you know, the uh, the facts available to you and then make a decision. Because even if you make the wrong one, it's better to make a decision and go back and then make a different decision than just constantly be stuck at square one, not knowing what to do. That's how I have always felt about it. Right. So this has been studied, but I wanted to get everyone's opinions. But yeah, and obviously this comes with multiple caveats and pinches at so much salt i've got a sodium imbalance that's how much i'm pinching with this but men are twice as likely to make a decision straight away according to a study of 2000 people into the nature of decision making it found men are twice as likely to make a decision straight away than women that is not necessarily a good thing by the way lads and ladies women are much more likely to consider the opinions of friends and take time on their choices while men adopt a more immediate process yeah shots a quarter of women said their approach was often to spend a long time mulling over the details of a decision before making it but less than a fifth of men take the same approach the study also found that even though women take longer to reach their decisions they are more likely to regret the choice they made further down the line now that last point is probably related to having more skin in the game um but it's it i mean is it is it a good thing to be super decisive even with all the information is it a, sometimes it's a, ne- a negative thing not to sleep on it so i, I made a decision on some work yesterday I had all of the facts. I know how busy I'm going to be next week. I can see that that was stupid to commit to that job. And for once, I slept on it. Woke up the next day and I'm like, that is just fucking energy suicide to take that job next Thursday. I've already got big stuff in. I shouldn't do it. So I had all the information. My instinct was to go, yep, bang it in because I, I was caffeinated and it was the morning. But when I slept on it, I made a different decision. It, and I consulted with Lindsay as well. And I consulted with my manager. I took advice from people. It was a better decision. It was well more well-rounded. Yeah, but you, you you showed the ability to go back over that decision. But at the end of the day, you made a decision. And then, like, sometimes it's like, pick a lane. And then, how do you feel about it? Do you know what I mean? When when, when people... Do you, know, do you know, it's so funny you brought up the um, 
gastronomic choices like when you're when you're at a menu because everyone gets that food envy you know you're sitting there someone oh don't get that because if you get it and it looks yeah. good I'm gonna be like in tears you know and the reality is it's <laughs> like one of the ways around it I wanted fish and chips but when it, when it went, one of the ways around it is like you know order it and then go right how do you feel now because how many times when you feel like you made the wrong decision, you're chasing the waiter down? Oh, no, you know, uh, sorry, can I actually change it last minute? I do that. That's the one yeah. thing. But the thing is, is it's better to make <laughs> a decision and then reflect on it than to just be procrastinating and thinking about it over and over again. And I'll just finally add on that point. We've also got to contextualise it based on the level of risk on these decisions. So being decisive as to whether you want a Nando's or a Pizza Express, there's not going to, you know what I mean? The world's not going to fall apart, is it? Yeah. Depends on the bird or bloke you take. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, you know, but at the end of... I've been trying to get in that vegan... <laughs> I've been trying to get in that vegan's pants for months. I fucked it. I took a Nando's. Game over. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And That's a... you will be getting a lot of complaints from the vegan community there. That guy with the kale yeah. up his ass, he's absolutely guaranteed <laughs> vegan. He's coming for you. Um, yeah. yeah, no. He's a very happy person. Okay, guys, we're going to take a break there. That is the end of part one. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 